Everybody, I'm Carl, and I'm joined by the man who put the rogue into rogue opinions, <laughs> Mr. Nathan Greenway. Hello. Oh, hello, sir. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm here to pay my penance, as are you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just quickly on the paying your penance thing. Can I also just point out this is a little bit late. Apologies for that, but this is from the Royal Rumble. I didn't lose my my thing i've been stung by a rule that did not exist when we made the predictions <laughs> me and, and jimmy jimmy rule? should be here as well or we should be having a fight somewhere to decide <laughs> who, who did this because i didn't lose we drew it's only because he predicted Shayna baszler to win the women's rumble which didn't happen and i predicted ronda rousey to win which also didn't happen but for some reason that means i lost i thought you were going to do like a quiz round yeah, yeah, but then Jimmy wouldn't do the quiz because he was worried about messing it up and losing. But to be fair, if I was gonna find a way to to rule it, I'd probably say whoever got the furthest because you both went for Drew in the um, that is male yeah, one. Yeah, it, who was, won. it was fair. I did agree. I did agree. Ronda wasn't in it at all, and Jane it was runner up. So. You are correct. I'm simply jesting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I do. I do see your point. Neither of you picked did win the Royal, the Women's Royal Rumble. But here I am watching a really good movie. Yeah, uh, it can only be described as a cinematic masterpiece. I think 2000s ready to rumble. Wow, what a film this is! This isn't going to be a very in-depth review. I think Not we should make that clear. Mostly because we both watched this ages ago. Just got got around to it, but yeah, uh, it, it was really good. It led to David Arquette becoming world heavyweight champion. Yeah, one of the greatest world heavyweight champions of all time. God damn it! Directed by Brian Robbins, who also directed five episodes of Keenan and Kel. <laughs> wow <laughs> it doesn't show you <laughs> also, also directed two episodes of blue mountain state which is a genuinely excellent comedy if anyone wants to go check that out i would recommend that probably not his two episodes they're probably the worst ones an interesting thing to bring up also is 2000 i mean wcw were really in their decline i mean their actual wrestling show was getting worse and worse and it wouldn't be long after this movie came out that WCW folded and was bought for the measly price of two million pounds by uh, Vincent McMahon so it was a strange time to you know go into the movie business. Well I don't think I don't think it was necessarily made by WCW I think it was it was obviously more of a turn mm. thing and then he just roped in WCW 
to to obviously be part of it as well. Uh, I I just think it was probably. I mean, what are you trying to blame Ready to Rumble for the demise of WCW? Well, no, but just things like sticking the World Heavyweight Title on David Arquette certainly didn't help matters. No, it didn't. And who did he beat to become champion? Do we remember? It was. I think it was some sort of freeway match in a steel cage similar to what we'll see in in the film. This triple, I think it was this triple stacked steel cage, and he just managed to get out ahead of everybody with the title. I mean, I wasn't really watching back then, well, so well, I here we I are. Can't remember. It might have been. It might have been Booker T. Was the reigning champ. Here I'm we not go. Too sure. The trivia section of IMDb for Ready to Rumble. For promotional purposes, WCW head writer Vince Russo wrote for David Arquette to make many guest appearances and win the WCW World Title on an episode of WCW Thunder. Uh, most people called this the worst move in WCW's history and the final nail in the coffin before going out of business in 2001. Arquette himself even admitted that it was not a good idea. Only doing it because Booker Vince Russo kept talking him into it. Yeah, he was he was quite adamant that he didn't want to win the title, but uh, Vince Russo insisted. Oh well, should should we jump into it? We may as well. Uh, first off, what did you think of the the storyline? What did you think of Jimmy King? Was he your favorite? <clears throat> is he your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh. Oh, definitely. His poster is now up on my wall. A man that looks every inch a professional wrestler. Yeah, Oliver Platt. That's uh, him. He was probably the best actor in the entire thing. I would say so. Um, 100% say so. And you say there was a storyline? I, I must admit, I must have missed that. Well, what I thought what the storyline was, was it came down to is uh, you got David Arquette and Scott Cann. Uh, that's the actor's name, I don't know why I'm using those Gordy Boggs and Sean Dawkins some great n- names yeah. for everyone super obsessed with wrestling uh, super into Jimmy King who just comes out dressed like a medieval king and then he loses Jimmy King loses the title and then they stalk a man pretty much, yeah <laughs> this is just stalking <laughs> <laughs> they find him in his little motorhome WCW obviously don't don't pay well to their world champion because he's in a st- he lives in a stolen motorhome <laughs> <laughs> and yeah then they stalk a man and convince him to go back and commit s- a series of legitimate crimes well yeah i mean that's wrestling 101 in uh, anyone's book i should think yeah yeah uh goldberg was there he threw a shop owner through a window whilst yeah. dressed in full gear well, my heart, I mean, I imagine wrestlers go out and do their shopping in their tights. Yeah, in their tighty whities <laughs> uh, DDP <laughs> plays the villain. He kind of, just think of DDP plays the villain, just kind of how Seth Rollins is now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you've got the evil guy, Titus Sinclair. Played by Joe Pan, uh, Pantoliano. Yeah, I mean, he's quite a decent actor, so how they roped him into this uh, dog shite, I'll never know. Yeah, and bloody Martin Landau was there playing Sal. What the <laughs> yeah. hell was Martin Landau doing there? Christ knows. I like the start when they just thought about Jimmy King's on this like historic run as the champion, and he's just like 
this grown man, man preaching to these kids outside a shop about how great wrestling is. And I mean, just, uh, you'd be arrested for that these <laughs> days. This is one thing about this film. It certainly shows wrestling fans in a very good light, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. Just preaching to kids about how great wrestling is. Uh, drinking that sugar drink that so sugary it gave him weird hallucinations of, <laughs> of wrestling a shop owner in the middle with Macho um, Man. Yeah, as I say, I'm the Macho Man nonetheless. Yeah, it was nice to see Macho Man, so that was okay. This is this must be what got him the bone saw McGraw gig in Spider Man. Oh, I'd definitely say it was hundred uh, percent. You've got the you got the blonde girl that they both fancy who worked at that fast food shop. But then there's the wrestling fan girl who actually does like the guys. Yeah. And she like, just acts like a super weirdo. As you would. Yeah, I don't really get it. And everyone everyone they meet in this film loves wrestling. Like even that old woman. Yeah, because it's funny to have an old woman act uh, like, like a young wrestling. woman. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Jimmy King gets fired from WCW after he loses his title. Like, legitimately, they they pretty much um, uh, Montreal screwjob the guy. Yeah, it's a big smart, isn't it? But see, the whole locker room come out and uh, beat him up. Yeah, and actually beat him up. Even though they're showing during the DDP Jimmy King match at the start of the film, they like you can hear them calling spots. Like, they're, you're meant to hear them. But they're calling their spots like to the camera. Like, and then they like just John Cena. Yeah, and then they just <laughs> shoot, beat the fuck out of the guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all very strange. Uh, and uh, another thing I found unhilarious is Judy. Uh, is it what? What was his name? Judy Boggs's family always been in their sheriff attire. Yeah, they're all sheriffs, and these two work as like a sewage sewage men. Yeah, which is a perfectly fine job. They probably get paid pretty well for that. But for some reason, the dad, like, fake arrests them. And he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, you should become a sheriff. You don't have a job. And you're like, well, he does have a job. What's wrong with being like, there's nothing wrong with being a sewage worker. Exactly. Guy's an arsehole. But then he does turn it into a gimmick at the end. Yeah. Comes the law or whatever he was called. The little big boss man. Little big boss man. <laughs> Hopefully that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, have we already mentioned you see John Cena in one scene? I don't think we have. We mentioned it off. Uh, oh, okay. So, not... Yeah, they, Jimmy King goes to the gym. You see John Cena in the background working on his legs with his slim, shady haircut. Uh, he, he would have been the prototype back then, in all fairness. Oh, in 2000, was he already in OVW? I don't know, to be honest. I doubt he would. He wouldn't have been in the background of the film if he was of the WCW film if he was in OVW. Surely. No, no. I, I doubt he would be. That must have been a year or two after. Do you know an interesting fact? I was fact? just having a bit of fun. Do you know an interesting fact about John Cena that I saw the other day? Go on. He's been in... He, there's one wrestler... Well, there's one commentator who John Cena's been in several matches with but never beaten, and that's Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler is unbeaten against John Cena. Wow, he should have got he should have got a world title shot against him. Well, two of them were OVW tag matches, and then one was some kind of ten man tag on Raw. Ah, that I don't remember. And then there was another match, but they were on the same side and they won. So there you go, WrestleMania this year sorted, I think. 
Well, he is, John Cena is coming back to SmackDown, so maybe that's it. He's going to challenge Jerry Lawler to make sure he gets his win. Yeah, got to get my win back, bro. <laughs> Brother! Brother. Uh, I guess the end of this, like, Jimmy King goes AWOL after he gets fired, but then they stalk him using the help of some kid who just, like, the kid doesn't even do anything except Google him, and they're like, oh, no, <laughs> we need your help to find him. Well, they just Googled him. It's fine. That's how it works. And, like, the one thing, I don't know how old Gordy and Sean are meant to be, but there's several occasions in this film where they just straight up walk up to kids and start talking to them. And it's a bit weird. It is a it is a tiny bit weird, yeah. They just walk up to that kid whilst he's playing the Jimmy King arcade game. And they're just like, hey, want to come with us? We're looking for him. It's, a, it's one step away from, <laughs> why don't you get him up there? <laughs> it's a bit ill for Tyron, yeah. When you put it like that. Yeah, and there's... Um, what was the scene where they fucking hitchhiked with those nuns? That was weird. <laughs> it's meant to be funny, because it's nuns, Nathan. Come on! Yeah, and then the film kind of goes in the direction... It kind of becomes My Name is Earl, where Jimmy King just goes back and tries to correct bad things he's done to people. Like his wife or his girlfriend or something? I think it's his wife because he's got a son as well, hasn't he? That looks about the same age as um, our two central <laughs> characters. You don't need to be married to have a child, Carl. What? <laughs> you need to get in the van with that with those nuns. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, they got the kid. They got the kid. Like has really bad braces, and at one point he was like. We don't have the money to pay for them. They're going to repossess them. <laughs> so what? Uh, so I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you repossess braces. Uh, one of and them, that's... one of them bangs the weird girl from the fast food shop. He's a wrestling fan, and the yeah. other one bangs a nitro girl. Yeah, I mean, I think he got the better end of the deal there. To be honest, getting a, a nitro girl who's only using him to find out what they were up to, but still, but still. Exactly. And then Jimmy King wins that weird cage match WCW had where it was several stacks on top and he beats DDP and wins the title back. Um, and I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. He, he, took a, he took a full ache into Mick Foley, didn't he? Going right through all those uh, cages. DDP. Yeah, he got like, body slammed through. <laughs> what was that match called? I've never watched any of them, but it was like the no, three cages. Pyramid, no, climb to the top. No effing idea. It's definitely a Vince Russo thing. Just like, hey, bro, what if instead of one cage we'd free? Yeah, I've, I've I've exhausted all my something on a pole matches. I, I need something different. Um. Well, we probably need to pad this out a bit. So, should I just throw some trivia at you? Why not? Why not? Uh. In a 2007 WWE.com interview, David Arquette revealed that Shane Helms was his stunt double in the movie. Ah, good ah. old Shane Helms. Martin Landau's character is based upon legendary res- wrestling coach Stu Hart. Yeah, I could imagine Stu Hart in a jacuzzi in the back of a Humvee with a, a bunch of scantily clad babes. One of the trivia bits of this film is just Rose McGowan hated her time making this film. It doesn't show at all in her performance. Nope. I must say, <clears throat> um, 
During filming of the tag team match at the start of the film, Billy Kidman defeated Juventud Guerrera and Prince Iakea with Rey Mysterio, who injured his knee during it. Classic Rey Mysterio. I was going to say, only Rey Mysterio would uh, injure himself filming a movie. And the worst part of this is there were plans to do a sequel. What? You mean the worst part is the sequel never happened, Nathan? <laughs> and there we go. Like, would you recommend anyone to watch this film? My worst enemies. Your worst. Well, I've already watched it, Carl. <laughs> oh well, there you go then. Um, I'm gonna predict that from now on. I'm never going to lose another predictions contest. Well, yeah, I'm certainly going to try not to. I mean, Total Ballers, which you actually enjoyed. Yeah, um, I like the not Total Ballers, Total Divas. Sorry, yeah, Total Divas. All the fucking same to me, if I'm (laughs) perfectly honest. (laughs) Not to mention Sting was in the film as well. Sting showed up and hit somebody and did nothing. Did nothing of real interest. But yeah, they asked him to go. punch him, didn't they? Both yeah. Of them like, punch us. Punch us. They got beaten up a lot. Remember when they just assaulted everyone backstage when they weren't meant to mm. be in the show and no one did anything about it except make an angle from it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, didn't didn't uh, Gordy break through the cage on his, mo- on his state trooper bike or what? Whatever he was, <laughs> yeah, he came out as the sheriff or state trooper, whatever they are, and then um, the other one, I've forgotten their names now, was, had like the big bright red suit on, kind of looked like Jack Nicholson's. Oh God, yeah, uh, Joker. <laughs> looked like a cartoon character. Yeah, he's, I think he's the son of legendary actor James Khan. So, what a proud father he must be! Oh, absolutely. What would you? Why would you not be? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What an incredible, incredible film. It's... What would you give it out of ten? I would give it minus six hundred. Minus six hundred. I'm probably gonna give it like a three. It wasn't like it was a bit too long. It was like an hour forty-five or something. So it's an hour too long. Yeah, but <laughs> if they if they trimmed it down to like a solid ninety minutes, it probably wouldn't have been an awful movie. It was just a just a bit too long, and it didn't I don't really. I, think, I don't think the leads are very relatable. I mean, who are you really? Who are you aiming? Surely a wrestling film, you're aiming at wrestling fans, but they're portraying. Wrestling fans as complete buffoons in this film. It doesn't. It's almost know, it like they really asked them to sense. play if Bill and Ted were wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah. But neither, neither of them, with all due respect to to them both, neither of them are as good actors. <laughs> so it just kind of came across as very strange. They probably would have been better casting kids, like actual kids, in the yeah, roles. Maybe. They were children, and it was more relatable. But these are like adults who were just so over the top into wrestling kind of like twitter if if wrestling fans now twitter fans were humans it would be these two just like screaming about how jimmy king shouldn't have lost the title and gonna do something about it 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think they understood the concept of kayfabe either, did they? That's, that's no, because they literally stalked the guy to his home and then paid to go <laughs> in and speak to him, and then went and got him beer. They were just—they became like groupies, kind of. It's all very strange. They were far too into it. Losers. Just a bit, just a bit, just like someone we know and Sasha Banks. <laughs> Well, this movie sucks. Don't go. Don't watch it unless you're bored. Yeah, just honestly, unless you want to wrestle spot or wrestle a spot or something. Yeah, or if you if you hate someone and want to get them to watch a kind of shitty movie, get them to watch this and then send them this podcast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna give it three out of ten. I mean, a realistic score, I'd probably give it two, to be honest. But I, I do think it's, I do think it's very poor, and I do think it sort of, sort of sticks up a middle finger to to wrestling fans because they don't seem to take it very seriously for my money. Yeah, and it was just weird having a, having WCW wrestlers so openly admitting it's a work on a movie in the year 2000 and then you wonder why the company died a death <laughs> like a year later it's no mystery is it really no I mean they should have just done Judy on a pole the movie and um, my book yeah well, they just shouldn't have made it one of them they could have just cast if they wanted DDP in a movie they could have just cast him in a movie that's not about wrestling and use that as a tie in We'll just make a decent wrestling product. Could have tried that. Oof, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, have we paid our penance, do you think? I think so, yeah. I don't think. We sat and watched the film and we've talked about it for half an hour or so. What more could they want? Exactly. Well, good stuff. Guys, if you want to listen to some entertaining podcasts, we've got plenty in the archives. Uh, got Master Debaters has just started the new episode <laughs> itself. Jimmy it's Scott. even worse. I said that loud. <laughs> answer some of Nerdum's biggest quandaries. Uh, you got the Bantam Munich podcast with Carl Reese and Rahul. Sometimes Rahul when he wants to, when he can take part. <laughs> when he can take part. Yeah, that's uh, on a break this week because nothing's really happened, but it'll be back. Next week, the Naked Men podcast will return tomorrow on the day that this goes up, which this will go up on Thursday, so that'll be back on Friday. And, yeah, we might be doing something for TakeOver this weekend. I'm not too sure. We've not actually talked about it, so I don't really... No, I was was just about to bring that up. Have we got any plans for TakeOver Portland or not? Well, we might do. We might not. We, We shall see. But otherwise, Carl, where could people find you? They can find me in the deepest, darkest depths of hell. Oh, you mean, yeah, on social media. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> you can just uh, yeah. find me. You can find me at Carlos underscore fire 89 at Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you can find um, me at Nathan Greenaway on Twitter. You can find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore opinion. Uh, do you want to Michael buffer us out of this? I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm not really sure about doing an outro for 
Michael Buffer, he just introduced the matches. I haven't got, I've got nothing for that. I think the outro for Michael Buffer is he just gets five million quid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bada bing. Bada boom. Bada bing.